Are you ready to up-level your performance, become a better sales coach, and grow revenue? Are you ready to be ready? Then ready, set, sell. I'm Hannah, a B2B sales enthusiast and sales consultant, advocating for sales to be a little more human. And I'm Tony from MindTickle, where I'm a sales leader and coach. And you're listening to Ready, Set, Sell, a podcast dedicated to helping revenue and sales professionals like you adopt a sales readiness approach to ensure your team is always ready to win. In each episode, we share smart insights, tangible advice, and actionable tips that can be applied directly to the work you do every day to drive organizational growth. Let's dive into the episode. You know, Hannah, the world of tech continues to evolve at a rapid pace, and salespeople need to keep up with the changes if they hope to stay competitive in the industry. Yeah, but it's not always easy to stay on top of the latest and greatest tech tools in the game. But that's why people like our guest today are so valuable in today's ever-evolving landscape. Jackie Leahy is the head of tech experience at Winning by Design. She specializes in solving startup growth challenges and streamlining business practices to uncover insights and drive growth. Okay, so in other words, she's tapped into all the most cutting-edge tools, platforms, and technologies that make it easier to do what we do best, sell. And she's here today to share more about her career background, and I'll give you a hint, it's an interesting one, and offer her tips for adopting new sales tools that can help you hit your targets. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you, Hannah. Hi, Tony. Hello. What I'd love to do is um, just start off by understanding a bit more about your career background so far, but more specifically, that moment in time when you realized that you'd become a scrappy chaos wrangler, because I I really want to get into that. (laughs) So I switched over to tech at the tender age of 33. So I lived a full life before coming over to the tech world, and I started out as a kindergarten teacher. and. You cannot run a classroom without just embracing that there will be chaos. And it's your job to just like herd the cats, get them going in the direction that you need. Like no day, you will not be set up for success, but you need to make the day successful. I love that you said you lived a full life before the age of 33. What um, made you make that transition? I was uh, doing real estate. Um, I had done it for a few years in Manhattan. So exciting. And then I moved back to Boston and I was doing it here. And I had the best quarter of my whole career, sold condos, crazy quarter. And I realized that I could do whatever I wanted to do. I had figured it out. Like I could do this thing. I figured out the recipe to make, you know, do this plus this equals this. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore because I'd figured it out. I mean, it seems from what you just mentioned, even just right there, it seems like you've had a lot of different roles across a lot of different industries. And I think my favorite actually might be an over-caffeinated Salesforce magician. But uh, I actually have a two-part question for you. First, how are you able to stay so versatile and flexible? And I think I know the answer to the second part, but would you consider yourself someone who's willing to try new things? I think people are either a specialist or a generalist. But I think if you ask yourself that, you you know the answer. And I know I'm a dabbler. I like to know just enough of a language to make friends and like order a drink and then on to the next. Whereas other people really want to take a deep dive and know like CPQ or something very, very specific. I would much rather know, know about the parts and know how they best 
compose, and then more importantly, know who to ask <laughs> when it comes to knowing all the things. And I, yes, I love to try new things. So tell me how you landed your role at Winning by Design. You know, I come from a consulting uh, background as well. So what drew you to that company specifically? So I've been a huge, huge fan of Jaco van der Kooch for years. I saw him speak at the Outreach User Conference in like 2018. And what's just so compelling is that it's a mathematical first scientific model for how to do a recurring revenue business. And for me, I am a how person. Like you give me the what, you give me the why, I will figure out the how. And so it is just beyond exciting to be at a place where everyone else is figuring out the what and like wrangling all the political capital at the client that they're not engaging unless they really want to do this <laughs> sort of thing. It's not just, you know, you got a VP of sales who has an idea, but then, you know, they're probably going to get fired in 18 months. Like that's how it works in, in tech. But yeah, so it's just a, a very cool data first, data always. And then I just get to bring in the how, like let's, how do we make that come alive for the end user? How do we make that for the, for the frontline manager? Like what will they literally need to see touch feel do and able to be able to make this scientific approach a reality? I don't know if, um, if we're connected on LinkedIn yet, but I, I, I'm very positive as well. So I love just feeding off of that infectious energy that you have as well. How do you stay motivated and how do you stay positive? Because I mean, it's been rough the last few years. Let's, let's be honest. So, so to tell me a bit more about that. Well, it's a choice. Every, every day you wake up and you get to choose. And for me, it's, it's a very conscious choice to choose joy, to choose connection and prioritize that. It is so seductive to go into a complaining loop. It's so seductive, but it has a cost, right? There, there's a trade-off, right? And like in the moment, it feels so good to commiserate. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I can complain with the, with the best of them. But what are we doing? What are we focusing on? Like, in what reality would you literally consciously wake up and be like, Today, I'm going to like commiserate and I'm going to complain. And yes, like I'm going to sprinkle poo-poo everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I speak to today will feel the wrong. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we never choose that purposely. Sometimes it seems like <clears throat> that's just kind of the way that uh, people get that connection, right? It's a lot easier to be negative, right? And say, because then everyone can find something negative in something, right? It's so much, uh, it's so much better if you can find that positive connection, right? Because that's really what's going to advance the ball. So totally agree with what you're saying there. I think there's a lot of validity to that, to that point. Uh, so in uh, and, and about some of the other roles that you had as well, right? You've had a lot over the years, you've been in a lot of different spaces, like you mentioned, but can you say there's been any running theme or, or common lessons that you've seen across them that can really apply to, you know, someone's career path? Yeah, I think really get clear on who you are and what your talents are. It's important. Like for me, 
a big thing was, you know, taking the disc assessment and even bigger was the Clifton strengths, like the top five. Um, I think it's like a hundred dollars, you know, and most of you listening to this, you'll, you have like professional develop budget budget. So like use it, but even if not, just take it. And it's like an, it's, it's a pretty long kind of multiple choice test, but at the end it spits out this essay on like who you are and how you operate and like what's important to you and, and who you basically like who you are in the world. And mine came out and it was the first line was, when do we start? <laughs> and I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. Like my one, my number one is an activator. So, oh my gosh, like let's put me in situations where an activator is necessary. Well, that's really interesting because uh, you, you bring up an actual uh, a point that I've done over the years. I don't think a lot of people do. And it's, you know, really investing in yourself, right? You, you just said it was a hundred bucks, right? If you can't invest a hundred bucks in yourself, then what are you really doing with your, with your career and with your path, right? That is such a simple, small thing that you can do, but look at what it's, it's done for you, right? I mean, it's, it's got you to where you are right now. And so few people think about that, that if you invest in yourself, you can really get so much more out of it, really understand where you can go and the easiest way to get there with the most joy, as you said, right? So I think there's so much that can be done there. Yeah. And I think as seductive as going with the flow and complaining and commiserating and making friends with whoever happens to be next to you, like that's very seductive, but I can offer you a life of like <laughs> creation and joy. And, and it, and it sounds exhausting and sometimes it is, and that's the cost, but the payoff, man. Oh man, the payoff. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm piecing together this, this little pattern here, right? So I'm thinking crappy chaos wrangler, doer, activator. And then we come to, to solving problems for startups and growth companies. Like, how do you bring all of that into those spaces? Because this is, this is, a, this is a podcast where the majority of the audience are going to be people who are in sales or people who are trying, you know, thinking about sales, right? And um. You, these startups need to sell, sell, right? <laughs> so like, how, how do you come in and bring all of that, like that jazz, that joy and, and get them moving? Well, sometimes it's not welcome. <laughs> sometimes, and you know, I'm specifically thinking about when I first entered tech sales. And I think a sales career is so, it's like a cheat code. Because if you can't, and you don't have to be like a sales extraordinary superstar, real, you don't have to be to be so wildly valuable and important to a company because you're so close to the revenue. You don't have to do the big whales, literally just like hit your number consistently. <laughs> like, don't be a jerk. And you're so important, like, automatically, just so important because you are bringing in money. You are so close to the money. Um, so absolutely. And even if you don't see yourself as like an AE, that's an accountant executive. If you don't sell yourself as an AE for the rest of your life, that is okay. You know, find a spot in sales where you can just like crush it. Like for me, I love outbound business development. I will cold call. I will interrupt people's days all day. Like so fun. 
So find your like spot in the Model T Ford factory of sales that you that it's like, oh yeah, that that's what I can do. Even if it's like, you know, making sure that they're using the product and they renew next year. If if that's like, do it. And while you're there, I call it like the side hustle. <laughs> like if you don't see yourself as a rep for your whole career and you don't have to know what what you do see yourself as, right? Like new, literally, oh, I'm revenue operations. That wasn't even, that was, wasn't even a thing, <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago. So like, you don't have to know what it is you do want to do. Just put yourself in the situations where who you are and what you bring to the table is just primed to solve whatever problem is in front of you. Just keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. Talk to people across the company. What's going on in your world? Oh, like talk to engineering, talk to product. Like you do, Hannah, you'll, you'll pick up on patterns, right? And you can even say like, huh, well, that sounds like friction. Would you, would you confirm that? Well, who else is running into this thing? Like run down the problem and then solve it. We're humans. We're so innovative. Like you'll but, solve it. But Jackie, I'd lo- like tell me tell me more about what you love about that. You, you go into a startup company, and they're like, it's it's obviously at that point where they've said, "I need help." What do you love about that? A, you don't have to do the political <laughs> capital game. You know, they admit they need help, <laughs> and you're from the outside, and they trust you. It's a different transaction. Right. And like nine out of 10 times, they're going to, they're going to tell you what's actually happening Um, because you're the, you're the outsider and you're the confidant. I love, I love hearing all the things, right. It starts out at a Salesforce problem, but it's never a Salesforce problem. (laughs) I'm, I'm a big believer in affirmations. Like I I wake up every day and I just tell myself today is going to be a good day. And I try to say it out loud because if you, depending on who you live with, you might not speak to anybody for like 30 or 40 minutes at the start of the day. But I, I wake up and I, I just can't choose a misery. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I am really tired. What happened last night? But I've got stuff to do. Like, <laughs> let's get going. Like, let's go. I, I can't sit around. And my little boy will definitely kind of shake me out of that funk anyway and ask me some very weird question like mom did you know that spider-man can do it and i'm like what it's 7 a.m dude spider-man can do anything so that's a pretty loaded question <laughs> <laughs> what about you tony oh i can't say I ever wake up and choose misery but i can say that sometimes misery chooses me <laughs> so I, I i find that i have the i'm very fortunate to have two dogs that i can go to at any point that will immediately get me out of my misery so they're almost like my comfort dogs but i i also realize that you know at the job that we do and have have been doing it for as long as i have been you know, what I say and the way I reflect my my actions or, or thoughts to other people really has a direct impact on, you know, how I'm going to do my job and how other people can do their job. So no matter what I've got going on, I always try and find some sort of way to brighten it, whether it's humor, whether it's, you know, just, just relating to somebody else, right? So if I can do that, that always helps snap me out of my funk and 
you know, at the end of the day, this is a job. And uh, I realized that it, it's really important for self-growth and things like that. But, you know, what happens here is not the end all be all of everything. Tony, I think we should do a competition. Drinking competition? No, listen, listen, stay with me here, right? We should do a competition um, around cocktails. I want guest listeners to think about, I want somebody to tally how many times you say cocktail across the podcast in the first year. And whoever gets the answer right, I'm not going to promise anything, but we should give them something special. We'll have to do an over-under. <laughs> and when I say under, I don't mean under the table. I mean an over-under. <laughs> As a self-proclaimed dabbler, Jackie has actually inspired me to try some new things and uh, even be more curious than I already am. <laughs> you know, I agree. Um, it's quite refreshing to meet someone who isn't afraid to get their hands dirty and experiment with new tools and platforms and even new industries that they may not be familiar with. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, part of Jackie's willingness to learn new things comes from her positive can-do attitude, which is extremely infectious super infectious. Um, while waking up and choosing joy every day isn't always the easiest option, it ultimately helps others show up as their best selves too. I know, there are sometimes I definitely am not thinking joy when I wake up, so sometimes you have to put on that happy face. But uh, that's definitely something to celebrate. So let's hear what Jackie had to say next about streamlining business processes to optimize outcomes. As you've been working with these different companies, um, what would you say is kind of your overall strategy for helping them streamline their business processes so they can really focus on, you know, customer impact and uh, other important things like that? Listen to what's going on. If, if you're so inclined, do a data analysis and like see what's actually going on. Think about it. Like what will make the biggest impact? Like math mathematically, what'll make a big impact, or even like friction-wise, like where's the biggest friction point? And if you can solve that, and you see a real, you see a real impact in people's day. I mean, I know it can sound silly, but no, like if you have to make that extra four clicks, but if you're doing it for every prospect that you launch in a in a sequence, and it's four extra clicks, and or like two extra tabs or something but you're outbounding to 45 people every single day, what, that's like a thousand extra clicks a week. You, you mentioned friction and you, you actually just kind of, I guess, brought that to the surface. And when people start to look in the broad, you look at the bigger picture and it comes to that point where people think this is a bit ridiculous. What kind of top tips, I'd, I'd say tips, tools, platforms, um, could you sort of recommend or do you usually talk about to, uh, when it comes to removing unnecessary friction? Well, whatever you're doing, if you are the person in IT or business operations or even revenue operations, make sure that you have end user buy-in and not just like check the box buy-in, but grab that squeaky wheel, that rep. I used to be that BDR who you'd want to avoid. Like you don't make eye contact with me because I'll have a complaint or like, I'm like, hey, have you thought about like embrace that person and like get their buy-in and genuinely get their buy-in. Like, even if you can't solve it, they'll know whether or not you really attempted to solve it. And I think that goes a long way. It's like, you know, if, if, if your server really checked, if there was blue cheese dressing or not, <laughs> like, I'm okay with ranch, but like, did you ask? 
Well, Jackie, just just by coming on the podcast today, I think it shows you know, how much you really want to connect with others in the community, right? In the sales community and really showing, hey, I'm a part of this and we're all in this together sort of thing. And, um, you know, how important is that to you? And what would you say are some of the top benefits you've gotten by doing that and you're really engaging with others and things you've either learned or helped to teach other people? Oh my gosh. Well, my career is only a reality because of the friends I've made along the way. You know, a few years back, I didn't know what revenue operations was. I didn't, I didn't know anything, but you make friends and they introduce you to other friends and, and you don't have to pay a million dollars to do Salesforce course. You just learn it and you like join some Slack communities, join the trailblazer community and, and you're off and you've got questions and you just make friends and people want to help. I do feel this like sense of a karmic responsibility to then pay it forward because I would not be where I am, if not for the people that really got me here, who really invested in me being here, like jumped on a Zoom to explain what Process Builder was. Like before I, I didn't know that, I was like, oh, this is so cool. You mean you can automate? Like, wait, what? Like literally that early on in my Salesforce journey, I didn't know what, a re- I didn't know you could have different record types, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wouldn't be where I am if not for just the amazing people. Um, and I think the more you put into community, just it's wild how much you can get back. Like, so I joined Pavilion about a year ago. On a, like my friend was in it. She's like, it's pretty cool. I was like, okay, I just join, you know? <laughs> um, but holy cow, you know, like put yourself in situations where there's other people with this like, burning desire where there's just like spirit of excellence like get yourself around those people and just ask them what's up yeah it's interesting because uh it's funny linkedin is i i spent a lot of time on linkedin there's a great community there and i remember when i first joined linkedin god many many years ago i just thought it was something i put my resume up there and it looks good right but now the more that i get engaged with it it almost becomes addictive right where i hear the ding that someone reached out to me and i immediately jump on it to see what questions someone has or i'm adding to a conversation i've helped people find jobs and i've helped people find new uh, employers right so it's 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 really becomes like you said that karmic thing and it's becomes that pay it forward sort of scenario, right? Where, hey, we're all we're all in this together. Can I help you? You can help me. And, you know, there's great things we can do together if we all just, you know, give a little bit of our time to show we're all invested in this and we're all, we're all in this together, so to speak. A hundred percent. But don't do it at your job's detriment, right? Like, fake it into oh, your schedule. Fake it into your schedule. Like, and if you do want to be helping people or like mentoring people, like I love Calendly for that. Like have a special meeting type, like max X number of meetings a week, set time and put that on the, so you're available economically. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because you would be helpful unemployed. Right. Like, <laughs> Listen, we, we spent some time talking about um, community. Uh, we spent some time talking about how, you know, helping and just that, I guess that eagerness to, to, to do more and you start to share uh, common common issues, challenges, problems, and, and everybody solves it together. I'm gonna have to to lean into some of this tech knowledge that you've that you've uncovered in the last few years. 
like you're in the know, you know a, a lot about tech. I think I went on one of your profiles and there was like this many. And I was like, I know that one, I know that one. Oh, let me check Google that one, right? Um, but like, how, how do you keep up with all of the ever evolving technology? The landscape is, specifically in the sales space, it, it is expansive and there's a lot of stuff, there's a lot of duplication. So two things, which tech have you seen that gets you quite excited? And also, um, like, how do you make sure that you're always on the cutting edge? Like, wh where do you go to to make sure you're in, you're in front of it as close as you can be? Well, to the average person, like, please don't feel the pressure to have to stay on top of it all. Like, I do this because I love it. And like, you're like, how do you? I'm like, how wouldn't I? Like, <laughs> I think it's just part of my DNA. Then I'm like, wait, what? Let, let me noodle with that, please. Can I, can I get a, can I get a sandbox? So like, a, take the pressure off yourself. You don't need to be in the know. Like, and that's why people like, I exist. Maybe not me personally, but someone like me can help you if you really need to evaluate tools. Like, engage with us. We, we, like, we do this on our downtime, you know? Don't feel like you need to Google and get to the bottom of your evaluation alone. Like, there are people who can help you and like, love it. <laughs> Like, I love sharing my spicy opinions and all the different tech tools. Like, like I have a problem with the, the, the phrase tech agnostic. I will recommend the right tech for you without a kickback or anything. But like, I am so spicy and passionate about <laughs> tech. And, and I think I used to like get coaching from my bosses. Like when I was in sales, like it's just software. Don't get emotional about it. It's such an ever-evolving uh, landscape, right? Things are changing all the time, and you know, new things pop up. The new shiny toy over here, or you know, a squirrel, right from that movie, right? So it could be any of those things, right? But you know, how do you stay focused and make sure that hey, I, I don't want to? This thing is it's cool, but it doesn't really apply to me. And you know, how do you keep that focus and really make sure you're staying on the things that are going to build the most value for an organization? If you're oper an operator at a business, please, for the love of God, look at your revenue engine map. Get the data. It's so tempting to be like, I loved Outbound, you know? So I'm like, oh man, what if we had a chatbot? Ah, oh, yes, like, let me go down. You might not have a problem with lead generation or conversion. Like, it's so tempting to like, if you love a specific thing, like make it better, make it better, make it better. Like, meanwhile, you don't have anyone to hand things off to, like <laughs> sort of thing. So like really look at your, you know, all of the, the spots in your journey, look at the conversion rates, where are things falling down? Um, and, you know, look for benchmarking, like you free Google, um, or I mean, if you've got the budget, hire someone, hire a consultant to look at, look at your turn ratios and, and, and benchmark it and be like, Hey, actually this is what's up. So yeah, I would recommend, you know, if you're an operator at a business, please be responsible and don't just do what you're already good at. Um, look for the, the weakest link and, and swarm that. It's funny because it, it it seems so simple, but it, it's not, but no, I, I, we're talking a bit about sales and, and the tools and, and, um, you know, we're both in similar roles, but I'd love to to hear more about like some of the 
like the common misconceptions or these crazy myths that you hear in sales. And you're thinking like, where did this come from? And why won't it go? Like, t- tell me more about some of the things that you hear. Like Salesforce doesn't know what you need. <laughs> it's not conspiring against you. I remember being a BDR and like, why aren't my, why are my meetings showing up on the chart? Like, well, it's some, it's not, it's basically just filtering and showing you records that meet the criteria. That's all. So try not to take it personally. Try like get to the bottom of like, what is it that that is picking up and spitting out? Like, it's just, it's just a query. So Jackie, I mean, you've had such a, a diverse career, uh, kindergarten teacher, real estate, found your way into sale and sales, and then also just the investment that you you talked about earlier in in yourself, right? And what advice would you give to other people, other sales professionals that are really trying to hone in on their strengths and find you know a similar path to to what you've done, right? You you you're I think you're an exemplary. Um, person here and the way you've done that. So what would you say to somebody else who's kind of struggling out there or, you know, looking to, to find their career, you know, at no matter what age they might be? Like get yourself to a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within UPW weekend. Like get yourself there, like, and just be in the presence of like possibility. I also loved the Landmark Forum loved like just got so much out of that and i'm doing a new thing it's called the atlas project that's coming up this weekend so i'm very excited don't know much but i'm doing it if you're in sales like join um corporate bros it's like sales savages you know it's like that it, it's like reddit but for sales people if if you're very curious and you're hearing this just LinkedIn message me. I think I have some invites. It's it's awesome, right? Um, if you're in ops, join Wizards of Ops. It's a community. Um, if you're in tech, join Pavilion. Oh my God. There's courses going on all the time. There's a channel for every topic, right? So get in there, ask your questions, meet people. And networking things are coming back. I went to a Chili Piper hosted dinner last night and got to meet all these like sales and ops people from Boston. And it's like, Oh, I missed this. <laughs> missed it. You mentioned something about just like put, putting yourself in, in situations where it's just like full of possibilities. Like that's, that's that's such a nice way to kind of just kind of how you set yourself up for success, where, where you're kind of moving away from a negative uh, mindset to, to something that's more around growth and, and positivity. And I actually uh, came back from a trip uh, to Dubai a few months back where for them, it's like you're in this space and they're like, everything is possible. Like we built our country in two hours and it takes a few hours to get to Abu Dhabi. But from here, we're going to develop a capsule that's going to take 15 minutes. And it's like, they're like, it sounds ridiculous, but we're going to try. And I love that. But I mentioned all of this because, we're, you know, it's 2022. We've spent two years in our houses, mostly. Um, we, we've, we've been removed from our normal day-to-day world. And now people are getting this little inch of excitement. Like there's a, there's possibly this year might be different, right? I know we said that last year, but let's just stay positive. Stay with me. What are you excited about when it comes to sales, tech, just everything in our our space? Like, what are you thinking? You know what? For 2022, this would be great. Or you can already see it unfolding. That end users don't have to do anything to get data captured. 
data capture just happens where you happen to be and what you're doing. Just so much more contextual guidance. Like I don't, I don't want to have to open up a a, a knowledge, <laughs> a wiki to figure out how to, you know, best ask this question when I'm on a call. I want a thing to pop up like, tell me more about. <laughs> like I want, I want contextual guidance. I'm loving that in the B2B space, we're finally stealing everything from B2C. I mean, it's taken a couple of decades, but we're getting there. It's, bec- it's, almost, becoming, it's almost becoming the norm. We're getting there. It's possible. A- anything's possible. So you said you've got Atlas coming up, but what, what else is next for you and uh, you know, for Winning by Design? So, yeah, so I was brought into Winning by Design to kind of do what I was just talking about, like, they have all this incredible playbooks and methodology and strategy. Um, what I'm going to be doing is, is really baking it into our whole process. It's, it's living, breathing inside your tools, inside your sales force. You've got the right things to measure and the things to measure them with. <laughs> like You're like, sounds great. Uh, let me... Get back to you on that one. Um, so yeah, baking that all in. Well, Jagger, we have learned a lot here today, but we are not done yet. We have our rapid fire questions to go. So we are going to ask you a couple questions as quickly as you can. Give us some answers, but have some fun with it. And uh, we ha- do have a timer running. So yeah, I'm just kidding, of course. But uh, we're going to jump right in. R- Hannah's going to start and we'll go through these really fast. Okay, Jackie, tell me your sales philosophy in three words. Interrupt their day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what's the best piece of advice you've been given in your entire career? Sometimes there's nothing for you to do. What is your top productivity hack? (laughs) Zero inbox. Ah, all right. So what is your top prediction for the sales industry in 2022? Automatic capture. What's one thing that you believe is revolutionizing the sales world today? Enablement. You, you, spend, you spend a lot of time inside the sales org. So if you could just share one piece of advice. Figure out what works and blur out the rest. Jackie, there are so many different voices out there right now with you know information on this, listen to this, listen to that. Where do you go to for your one, one go-to place for industry news? Uh, Reddit. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why. Right. <laughs> Reddit, SD, love it. Um, what, what would you say your top three tech platforms are that you couldn't live without? Salesforce, obviously one. So what would you say your other two are? Google Calendar, Slack. Ah, okay. I, I'm a Slack addict as well. So I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you a question around, you know, are leaders made or born? But I feel like... I might know the answer, but I'm going to leave it to you. Are leaders made or born? I think it takes both. You might be born with the personalities and characteristics, you know, the trauma <laughs> that makes you trauma, yeah. um, take like, like fierce on responsibility and ownership. But I think if, if you really do take that seriously, then, then you develop that as well. Like you can't just rest on your laurels of your leadership. All right, so last quick fire question. 
which which um which book has inspired you the most in your career? You can't teach a kid to ride a bike a seminar. David Sandler. Seriously, if you're having a rough week, pull that out, flip through, something will emerge. Um, and if nothing else, go to the success triangle bit at the back. Um, is it mindset? Is it the industry? Like what what's wrong? Like go f- triage what the funk is and either fix it or change it. Jackie, thank, thank you so much for your time here today. This was, it was a pleasure. It was fantastic hearing your stories and, and just your evolution as a, as a professional here. I think it's been great. So we really appreciate you having y'all. Thank you so much. This was a great way to start my day. So thanks. Well, Hannah, I don't know about you, but I absolutely feel more positive and optimistic just from this brief talk we had with Jackie. I'll be honest, Tony, I was definitely bouncing in my seat and I think I probably smiled or giggled throughout the whole episode, to be honest. But um, I agree. She has some really great tips and insights for any listeners out there who are hoping to simplify their day to day role and streamline business practices overall. Exactly. I mean, I'm Italian, so I can verify that Rome wasn't (laughs) built in a day. So why should any business be any different? You know, Jackie's advice of taking a slow and methodical approach to streamlining business practices, it it just made a lot of sense. And I think it really helps to drive home the importance of making data-driven decisions today. I'm all about data always, and I know you are too, Tony, but you have to identify the pain points in your business first, right? So you can set your team up for success and simplify the customer experience overall. Exactly. You need to find the friction points. That's where you'll find the biggest opportunities to create an impact in your business and zero in on those to maximize your outcomes. But Jackie also reminded us to always keep the end user in mind, which is great advice for anyone, no matter which area of the business you're operating in. So Hannah, I have a question for you. Uh, As we talk about technology and different things like that, I I found that You know, the more experienced I get, the more I need some help in getting people to help drive the the things that I'm really looking to do within my plans. And so I have a tech guru that uh, his name is Angel, believe it or not. And he actually is fantastic at really figuring out all the technical stuff that I've just forgotten or just have not figured out how to do because everything moves so quickly right now. So... Do you have anybody that you work with that's really your guru to, you know, help you improve your productivity? Tony, everybody is my guru. I'm that person, right, that I'll be like on, maybe I'm trying to buy a product or service and and I'm on a call with a salesperson and they're doing, which is what is often a terrible demo and I'm sitting there enduring it. But then I see them using a tool and I'm like, what are you using? Sorry, side note, what are you using? What, What did you just do there? So I'm that person during every interaction. I see something that looks like it's gonna help me do things faster or more efficiently or speed things up, whatever it is. And I'm like, Yes, what is that? Um, I was w- working on a, a client engagement. We, we kicked off something two weeks ago and one of the guys on my team, he just whipped out this app for Slack. And I was like, what is that? And it's like 
Trello board on fire. And I was like, sign me up. He's like, I have already. But I mean, I was using a Google Doc and I often lose them. I don't know where I've saved it. I've got like five Google accounts and it's lost somewhere. He was like, it goes in Slack. So to answer your question, everybody is my tech guru. If you are using anything in your personal life or business life, and I like the look of it, I'm going to ask you what you're using. So I'm that person. See, I have a tough enough time just setting up my second monitor. So I think I'm going to be going to you a lot more often than uh, in the future. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ready, Set, Sell. We hope you took away some valuable lessons and insights that inspire you to reevaluate your approach to sales readiness. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show when you get a minute. And stay tuned for the next episode of Ready, Set, Sell.